Hello and welcome. This is Couples Counseling for Parents, a show about couple relationships, how they work, why they don't, and what you can do to fix what's broken. Here are parents. Our dad, Dr. Stephen Mitchell, and our mom, Ann Mitchell. Hello, and thanks for joining us today on Couples Counseling for Parents. I'm Dr. Stephen Mitchell. I'm Erin Mitchell. And on today's podcast, we are going to talk about advice parenting couples want to tell their younger couple selves. Um, so Erin, you did, I thought, I thought it was actually a, a very fun uh, post this week where you asked this question, um, right? <laughs> Yes. True. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like you didn't do it. And it I was looking at you like you were actually surprised what a great post I made. That's what I was looking there at. There was no criticism <laughs> meant in that comment. I was just saying how enjoyable I felt the post was. I think I had been seeing a lot on Instagram and maybe it always is there. I don't know, you know, however the algorithm works, but I'd been seeing a ton of things about like advice for new moms or advice for whatever parents advice for relationships and i just thought that is so relative i don't think advice is universal i I think maybe there are like some universal concepts perhaps sure but i think people give advice i mean even something as simple as i'm i'm on a uh, text chain with several of my high school friends. And I remember um, not, I don't know, probably about five years ago, someone asked like, what are the five baby items I need? And what are the five baby items I don't need? And every single person's five must-haves was the next person's definitely don't need. So yeah. It just feels like, I think there are some good rules. And then I do think the best thing, so why I did it this way is because the advice we can learn something from is our own. I do think that there is something to be learned from that. Yeah. Like there's a way, like it's that whole idea of talking to yourself in some regards. And I think part of, you know, kind of in the psychology world is, you know, adults um, go to therapy. One of the things that a therapist might recommend to them or say to them is, well, what would you say like to your younger self, like to your younger kid self? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you need to hear? And and the whole, what do they need to hear? Okay. <laughs> I feel like there's like a lot of correction going on here. Uh, in That's today's an important episode. one. <laughs> yes. Um, and so the whole idea being like, you know what? You have wisdom within you. And as you go through life, part of, I think, health and wellness is being able to talk to yourself and tell yourself the wisdom that you know. Um, and that can actually help you regulate and can help you feel more centered and more balanced. And so... I think it's a, this is why I thought the post was so great. It's such a great question. Like, what would you and your partner tell yourselves, that younger couple, you know, uh, constellation uh, about being in relationship? And um, what do you want? What wisdom do you have for yourself now in your present? Because it doesn't mean it's too late or it's past. And and even if you're um, new in your relationship, that still doesn't mean that you haven't learned things or you don't have wisdom for yourself. So I I think it's a really applicable question. Absolutely. Because I think this like younger couple self could be as young as yesterday. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't have to be. That's deep. That's deep. (laughs) We were so young yesterday, (laughs) me and you. Okay. Um, (laughs) But uh, yes, because I, I don't, 
You know, there's, um, and, and maybe y'all haven't heard this, but I have definitely heard from couples we have worked with, um, like, you know, we tried to talk to our parents about they were, the way they raised us, or we've mm-hmm, tried to have mm-hmm. this, and this comment back is like, well, we did the best we could with the information we had yeah. available to us. Yeah. And I think, one, that is probably true, and two, that can be so dismissive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we can kind of do that to our own stories and really hinder some healing. Because I think we can look back at how we parented our kid, you know, for us to say 10 years ago and how we were interacting with each other in the midst of that and have a lot of compassion on the struggles. So it's, well, three really, including our kid, um, but us specifically, what we were going through. And I think like speaking to that and like, oh, these were some of the things happening for me then that I was, you know, too in to really see. Yeah. I I mean, I think it can be a helpful thing to do to tell yourself you did the best you can. It's not super helpful to have someone else say that. Or to say that to someone else. Or to Mm -hmm. say that to someone else. But but it is a compassionate thing um, to do uh, with yourself. Absolutely. And couple self. Yeah. 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 To do that with Mm -hmm. your partner. And so, so, you know, Aaron asked this question and then um, a bunch of people responded and we wanted to kind of- I think thousands. Um, yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, so bunch, we had yeah. a lot. Again, yes. with the correction. So I said, and you said, okay. <laughs> um, um, but it was powerful. I yeah, think that's the point. It really was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that we, in looking back on our own, however, I mean, however long or old your relationship is, there is something to be learned. Um, yeah. And I do think that it can help sort of steady your present. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your present couple relationship. And so we wanted to just like hit on a few of the comments or, or pieces of advice that we heard um, from other couples. And then I asked Aaron um, this morning, I was like, Hey, like what, well, like, what would you tell um, our, your, our younger selves, um, you know, as, as a couple. And so we might share a few um, that we, that we came up with too. But one of the ones that I thought was really great is, is in the, in the post is this idea of this perspective of it's me and you against the problem, not us against each other. I think that is massive. For, um, and, and that is one of those that does feel very universal. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's whoever sent that great, great piece of advice, because I think we, we talk about that all the time that the ideal, like one of the health, I think one of the healthy ways for a couple to be is side by side, shoulder, you know, to shoulder, looking at the problem and thinking about what can we do together to address this. And so oftentimes when we talk to couples, what has happened is the problem has gotten in between the couple relationship. And that's where like that blame and that criticism and that like taking things really personal kind of gets gets in the way and happens. And it is so easy for that to happen. Yeah, I think sure. I think probably the, I, well, I don't really know if this is true. Um, if you have worked with us, I'd love to hear your input on this. So comment. But um, I think one of the largest things we do, or maybe most significant things we do with the couples we work with is help them see how they're doing this. Because I don't yeah. think anyone's trying to put the problem or the stress or the, you know, the fatigue between them. Yeah. But it really does look like it wears your face. Yeah. Like, well, the problem looks like you. <laughs> My problem is your face, Stephen. That's uh, what she just said. Do you said, know what everyone. I mean? <laughs> um, yes. And so it's hard to see how it can come out or how easily it yeah, sneaks back so in. Yeah, it so feels like the problem is your partner. Absolutely. And, and I, like I, I think or that... Or the way they respond to you in this or that, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think that that 
of course that makes sense how that happens. Um, but it is, I, I think it is just a great principle for couples to build their relationship upon if they can think about like, okay, we're, we're having conflict or we're having stress, whatever it might be. What is it about that um, entity, the conflict, the stress or whatever that is kind of activating um, those, those places within us that are, that are making us feel like we're in it, we're enemies with each other. Right. Um, and, and I think that, um, you know, that's, that's unique and specific to, to each couple. But um, I think that, again, it's such a huge, huge, huge thing to be able to realize that it is you and your partner against the problem, not um, against one another. And if it feels like your partner is against you, um, there's a story behind that. There's some self-reflection to do and, you know, maybe some couple reflection. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it's kind of that uh, dynamic of where each of you reflect a little bit uh, uh, for yourself. And then that couple reflection is like, Hey, this is what is happening for me. Um, when we're, you know, in this place of conflict or whatever it might be. So one of the other ones, sorry, I didn't, I didn't I, really transition, Grace. I, t- <laughs> I could tell you were finished. Um, one of the ones we we're heard a lot, today, everybody. Um, in a lot of different ways, but I thought was really interesting and important, but also maybe impossible was um, this <laughs> idea of sharing responsibility sooner. And Ooh. I think... The reason it feels impossible, I'll start with it, how I, is yeah. because you don't realize what could be different while you're in it. Or that there's sometimes. an inequity until you're tired of it. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, or there's inequity until you resent it. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. and you don't even know you have resentment until it's like coming out in anger or, you know, yeah. all those things. Because I do think, I mean, our community here are parenting partners. Yeah. And, so much of what we're talking about, I think, or, or at least what I, and maybe this just shows my own story here, is reading into these, some of those really early tired nights where oh man, someone's taking on what later seems to be more and you don't so even let, know. So let's the- just not be, so this is what happened for us <laughs> in our relationship. So I, you know, obviously, um, well, not obviously, because you don't know, because I'm just telling you the story for the first time. So Aaron and I, we are, you know, a young married couple. Um, I had happened to be working. Um, at, was I going to school? At the, yes. And, and I was uh, doing my PhD. Um, Aaron had chosen to not work for just a period of time. While, well, right after you had our oldest, you you chose not to work for a little bit, I think. Uh, but anyway, what? no matter, regardless, what ends up happening is Aaron is doing all kinds of work at night, staying up, nursing, um, you know, all the house stuff, all of those things. And I am, you know, doing the two things that I was doing, which was working and going to school. Which was a lot. Yeah, I, I don't I, think we, we, and we've talked about this in different episodes um, because the point wasn't I was doing more, he was doing less. Right. The point was I was doing more than I was emotionally able to be doing and I was going to a dark place. Right. And you That's- were feeling that there was an inequity and I was not a, I was not aware of it. Um, I mean, I, I could have maybe done more to, to try and be aware of it and understand, but, but that's that dynamic where not, neither one of us really knew that the resentment or that the feeling of inequity was building. Yeah. So you just said two yeah. conflicting things there. I wasn't aware there was an inequity. I just was aware I was overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, and I think in subsequent um, pregnancies, births, babies, we learned some different ways to 
to balance that or some ways you could help out at bedtime or whatever. Right. Um, that but we really, didn't. It didn't change. I think what was what was really important was for, for me to recognize that there was an equity. Yes, we've talked about that before too. So I think that was the biggest um, breakthrough for us personally. Was well, some things did change. Sure, there was I some mean, practical yeah. things that. Yeah. Because also, once you have more children, if you do, um, things have to change. Sure. Um, and I think that that can be one of the things that's like, gosh, I wish we would have known that you could have done those things yeah, then, yeah, or I didn't yeah. have to do that thing uh, then. And I think that's some of the stuff that's you don't know until you're out of it. Um, but I do think there is an important message there, and there are ways to communicate i am overwhelmed and need help um in ways i don't think people know are available to them even if it is just i am overwhelmed and i need help i don't know what that means i don't know what you could do and then like you're saying so like i do think there has to be a practical aspect to it but i do think at least the very bottom line is acknowledging that when when you said to me this does cost you in a way it doesn't cost me that validation. Yeah. And there, there was a, a level of hard work or responsibility that you had that, I, that I didn't have, not because I wasn't doing a lot, you know, I didn't which was where do we would get stuck. Or, right. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't just like, well, Steven, you need to do more. I, I mean, there were obviously again, practical things I could do, but, but I think it will, it really was that place of validation of like, of course you're tired and overwhelmed. You're waking up all night long, you're, you're nursing, you're, um, you know, trying to be an engaged mom. And during the day, um, we're trying to have a relationship. We're trying to, you know, th- there was just so many, so many layers, things, so mm-hmm. many layers. Yeah. That's yes. a great way to say it. And the, and that, that what was really important was the acknowledgement and I that think, that was true. Yeah. Yes. I think that acknowledgement piece, and I think acknowledging, um, the couple dynamic, but also acknowledging I think what so many people said in different ways is I wish I would have told my partner I was having a hard time. Yeah. Um, Because I think a lot of, I think a lot of um, people, whoever is having a hard time, which let's be honest is probably everybody uh, doesn't even know that all the time. The, the mom who's had the baby, like, like I think that there's this idea particularly in our culture, there's these cultural scripts that you're supposed to be a super human being um, and just uh, be able to tackle all these changes and all these transitions and all the things that were changing about your body and all the things that were changing about your life, your work, work life, mm-hmm. your social I mean, even life, that. you know, all the, me- yeah. all the mental load, you know, uh, kind of emotional labor, you know, uh, things like that, like that you were just supposed to like handle that like a champ. And, and I think that a lot of, or a lot of women, a lot of women moms in that position don't know that it's okay to be like, this is no, like. Or I even can't. have the 10 minutes it would take to reflect, to reflect on yeah. that. Mm-hmm. So I think doing that, like, what is it like? Um, mm-hmm. And then what can you communicate to, your, what can you communicate to your partner about that? Um, even if it isn't, something can change. Because honestly, I do think there are a lot of times where major things can't change, but yeah. little things can. And sometimes it's really all it takes is yeah. to feel like you've been acknowledged, you've been seen, you've been heard and understood. And then like, yeah. So if that means you chop bell peppers in the morning, then great. Please right. do that. Yeah. Um, and that could go a long way for us. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that, that's a, I think that's a really important one. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm going to share one of mine. Okay. So I think that probably one of the biggest things, at least just for me personally, that I wish I would have told myself a little bit earlier is that it is 
okay to have conflict. Um, I think I um, worked and operated in a world where conflict wasn't okay, wasn't okay. Conflict was scary and volatile and that kind of thing. Yes, but, it had to mean something bad. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so it automatically meant something bad. So, but I think what I came to learn in our relationship, and, and still, I, I think still even have to remind myself that um, healthy conflict, conflict between you know two people who are trying to hear from each other and try to be compassionate, all those kinds of things, is actually really important to growth um, in a relationship. And that you have to be willing to kind of say hard things or say things that you want or be, get angry and, um, or, you express know, express hurt. sadness, mm-hmm. express hurt, those kinds of things. Um, it, it's really important to do because that's actually going to enhance your relationship rather than hurt it. And I think even the way you brought it up though, you said something I wish I had known sooner. And I think the point of this is to just say, True. this is something I'm telling that self right now. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not too late. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we have, we, Mm -hmm. yes, we have a a life ahead of us, uh, you know, and we, it still applies for sure. Right. And I think that that is the practice is you're looking back and saying, wow, that guy needed to know that. And now you're telling him and you're saying, guess what? In however many years' time, like conflict isn't going to seem so scary. It might still be intimidating and it might still be a little, um, anxiety provoking, yeah. provoking, but, um, it's but def- it's not the end of the world. It, it's not, it doesn't mean something bad. Right. It actually it means something to. generative. It can mean something, um, healthy. And I think that I, another reason why I, I, I think it can be helpful to have this, like, you know, so ask yourself the question, like, what would I want? Like, what would I want to tell, um, my younger partnered self, you know, what would I want my partner to know? What would I want to know? It's because, my whole feeling about conflict is until until I kind of tried to grab onto that and learn that I was always reacting. I was always like, oh no, I don't want to have conflict or oh no, this doesn't feel good. And, and was in a reactionary way trying to avoid it or shut it down or not have it. Whereas now, like when conflict comes up, I feel like I have a much more of a choice in how I go about engaging the conflict. Um, I can engage it in a way that can, could feel healthy, or I can engage it in a way that's negative. But I, I'm not. I don't feel so reactionary to the feeling um, that comes with conflict. Right, and and if you've listened to any of our other podcasts, you know that Stephen has a story that informs why conflict would feel so scary and volatile. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. So, yeah, so yeah. looking back, it's not like no gosh, that there. guy. Just, you know exactly. Yeah. It, it's like oh, I can see why you'd be scared. But yeah. guess what? Like, we're going to practice at this, and it yeah. gets a lot easier. Yeah, it's like, of course I didn't know. Right. And that, that's fine. And, and that was actually one of the things that was so, you know, so great about being in a relationship with you is like, I think you helped me understand that, you know, and because and, you had a different experience that helped you see conflict differently and then helped me see it differently and then helped our relationship together. Well, your bringing that up reminds, or doesn't remind me, it, it makes me one of the ones I brought, so I have two, and this was actually the one I was going to say second, but I think it applies to this, mm-hmm. is that my job isn't to make you happy. That is something I had to learn based yeah. on my story. Um, and, you know, we could 
go into all the thousand reasons I felt like I was preconditioned to feel like, oh no, I'm supposed to, he's supposed to be happy. And if he's not happy, I'm supposed to be making him right, happy. And right. like, what am I, what do we need to be doing? Do you need a different job? Should we move? Should we? Well, um, so the general rule just being for all partners in a sense, like it's not your job to make your partner happy. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and, and I think stopping that um, is what really cleared us up to have some conflict <laughs> in a healthy exactly, way. Right. Rather and than- to be happy. I, I think that that's the sure. thing. Like if I feel absolutely responsible for Aaron's happiness, or you feel absolutely responsible for my happiness, undoubtedly you're going to be shutting down parts of yourself. Correct. And then that's going to build bitterness and resentment. Absolutely. Yes. Whereas if... For something you never actually explicitly right, asked right, me to do. Right, because that's all happening in, like uh, behind the scenes, right, you know, exactly. and like, well, I did this for you and you. Whereas if we are both uh, aware of what's happening for ourselves, we both kind of are aware of what we want to be happy. We express our needs and our wants to each other. Then... Well, first to ourselves, which is the hard right, part right, right. for parents. But but then you can, have, like, people, you can have a discussion about it and you can say, what do we need to do together to be happy? Because I do think collectively as a couple system, like you do want to be like, you do work towards one another's happiness jointly and, and you can kind of have a joint vision for what that looks like, but you have to be, you have to express those things and talk about it, not sort of have that spirit of like, oh, you know, I'm responsible to make you happy and that makes you miserable. Right. Sure. And, and I, I'm going to be honest, like. Not afraid, not afraid to say it. You know, I have a touch of narcissism deep within me on the surface, and um, <laughs> and and there were most certainly times that I was kind of asking you to make me happy, you know, and kind of that dynamic um, kind of gets confusing. You sure, know? and and I think um, I'm just going to <laughs> because it wouldn't be right if in this episode if I didn't, didn't correct, correct you again. Yes, Great. not you don't have yeah. narcissism. I think that's a big word. Well, to I think throw everyone around. has a little bit of self focus and yes, you know, but those I think what's things. different about that though is self preservation. And I think mm-hmm. learning that we were a safe relationship, I was a safe person for you, is what led to us being able to have different conversations around that. Because even me feeling like I was responsible for your happiness, yeah. That's that's narcissistic, but really it sure. isn't. Yeah, you're you're so powerful that you could. Yes, make me uh, so I happy. I think we can like because that's a real thing. I think really. I think it happens all the time, and yes. I think it's good intention too. Yes, I think know? the motive there though for both of us was self preservation, yeah. self protection. Yeah, yeah. Not narcissism in like its true right, definition. Yeah. Oh yes, correction taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I just maybe more of a I think self preservation is a good. Um, good word for it because yeah, it's a protective thing and um, all of, yeah, that, that makes a, makes a lot of sense. Um, I think uh, I'm looking here. I'm trying to see. I can go with my other one. Do you yeah, have go the ahead. other one? Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about this in other podcasts before also, um, but assuming your best, I think mm-hmm. I, um, again, out of self-preservation was always worried and scared and not always, but, I would react there quickly, especially in exhaustion, especially if a day was particularly stressful, that you right. were against me and not with me and for me. And I, and that, you know, if you'd hurt my feelings, that it was on purpose or sure, sure. Um, I didn't, I didn't jump to assume your best. I jumped to protect myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those There's two that negative story. Yes. Instantly. Those don't yeah. have to be uh, mutually exclusive, which I think is what we've grown into. But my story said that 
definitely the smartest thing for me to do is assume push you worst. away. <laughs> yeah, assume your worst, <laughs> yeah. push you away, self-protect, guard against. Um, yeah. And that was that was true in my story. That is not true of you. You know, and I think that that's really interesting too, because I do think uh, this is why stories matter, um, because stories shape our attachment and they, they shape our beliefs, they shape our psychological makeup. They and shape, you mean like the stories we yeah, grew up in, our family's yeah, 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 just our, the, Yeah, mm-hmm. our, um, our lived experience. And so I like for you, that is a story that made sense, like to, th- to assume the negative. I, I didn't really... Like I, I you didn't have, have that. that story of no. like assuming the the negative, and so you still almost always assume the best of me. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 I think a lot of that too. Like again, it, it's not a comparison of like you know, well, I'm just healthier and more you know adapted or whatever, mature than you. It's just simply that's not a particular part of my experience or my story that there's Was wounded. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a struggle with and. It was for yours, and so I, I think another another aspect of this is recognizing that you're like you're going to have different experiences as partners and struggle with different things. Um, and actually, one of the beautiful parts about a relationship is just like Aaron helped me understand conflict and in a different way. I think that's part of. Uh, what I brought to the table in terms of of helping you have a sense of like, oh, maybe it doesn't have to be that way. That's how couples compliment each other. Yes. Um, Well, that is, and that is how though, without understanding those stories, it feels like you make it worse. Yeah. Or or we're just so different. We get, we just, we're not compatible. Um, Those kinds of, is how you start telling But once you understand those stories, you can see how they can be a strength and actually the thing that brings about the healing you've always hoped for. And, and then again, you're into collaborating together as a couple for choosing the story that you want. So we, you know, I think in that we try to, as a couple, choose the story of thinking the best of each other. When it comes to conflict, we try as a couple to think conflict's okay. It's it, it's a generative thing. It's a thing that can help bring us closer. And and we negotiate yes, that. Yes, the you conflict know? should be a step towards each other, not a step away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um and I'll I, I got one, I'll share my my second one. And this honestly was I think I think we might have shared this. I I can't remember. Um but it's it's a relatively newer thought um is that your bids for connection mine your aaron's aaron's Mm -hmm. Aaron's bid for connection is not a means to control me and that was that was really massive because that that's about a sort of an attachment thing um for me i i kind of felt controlled as a human being uh, felt like people maybe were invading my space, Caregivers, growing yeah, up, you violating mm-hmm. uh, boundaries, things like that, trying to take control of who I was by kind of under the auspices of being close. Um, and that never felt, that never felt good. And so I, you know, obviously like as an adult that in my relationship with Aaron, I, I kind of got caught up in this idea that when Aaron would want to be close or, yeah, just simply be close, you know, either hear from, you know, hear my thoughts about life or even just physically be close, that it was her attempt to control. And I think that those, that was exacerbated in times of heightened stress. Sure, sure. Most certainly. Too little sleep, you know, Always, those types yeah. of things. It wasn't like you constantly reacted towards yeah. that 
Yeah, but that, that's fair. When you were needing to feel soothed, bids for connection felt like yeah, control. Yeah, yeah, and and so it was just useful to me uh, to sort of we and I forget even how we came upon that realization together, but recognizing like oh that like Aaron just wants to be close. That's it. Like there's 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 nothing else really there. And again, I think that that speaks to how we blend our attachment stories Correct. and then which story uh, in terms of attachment and being close we choose to to live to live as our mm-hmm. story yeah mm-hmm. as our joint couple attachment story yes so i think sort of the summative thing would be to think about this to to wonder what you think your younger couple self could benefit from hearing because it's not too late obviously yeah. you can't like you know time we're back and change that but you can heal those places retroactively and go back and speak to that and say of course you would have responded that way um i can see that knowing your story knowing so much more about what i know of you and in your story um i can understand that i can see how we could have responded or even reacted the ways we did and the times we did um and then it helps in the past which does study your your present which gives you a much better prospect for your future. Yeah, and allows you and your partner to make a choice Choice. together. To get your choice back, yes. About who you want to be as a couple. For more great content about how you and your partner can continue to grow and connect in the midst of parenting, follow along with us at createyourcouplestory.com and subscribe to our newsletter. And check out our Instagram handle, at Couples Counseling for Parents. That's createyourcouplestory.com and at couples.counseling.for.parents. Today's show was produced by Stephen and Aaron Mitchell. If you're enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a rating. This will help others find our content more readily. And as always, we're grateful for you listening. Thanks so much for being with us here today on Couples Counseling for Parents. And remember, working on a healthy couple relationship is good parenting.